Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show amongst friends all over the country, joined together by beer and the great world of sports. This is Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, along with my fellow co-hosts, Bill Risser down in St. Pete, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Shea Brewer all the way from the West Coast out in Portland, Oregon. Let's say hi to the guys tonight and find out what they're drinking on a Monday night. Bill Risser, St. Pete. How's things going? Uh, in my refrigerator, I have uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a Cigar City White Ale, uh, but I'm not drinking it because, Sean, you took me out way too much in San Francisco, and I drank way too much beer, and I gained way too much weight. So now I got to be off the uh, beer for a little while. So okay. I'm still recovering from – I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm still recovering from San Francisco. I'm getting too old I, for that stuff. I got two good nights of sleep, but that long – you know, flying west coast, east coast, is, it sucks because the whole day is wasted. And especially the way we, we did it. We both left at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You went through Phoenix. I went through Nashville. Uh, did, were you on time? Were you at least at, in it yeah, at yeah, I landed, I landed at one fifty a.m. and got, yeah. got home about 2.40. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> but, yeah, I had a great um, time out in uh, San Francisco, to be honest. I mean, it was – a lot of fun, a lot of good learning. So yeah, good, good, good content. Good, Todd. What's going on with you, man? Hey, Sean. Hey, Bill. Hey, Shay. Good to see you. Uh, see you, boys. Um, tonight we're featuring a Jekyll Brewing Company beer, um, Southern Juice. It's a IPA, um, more towards the New England style, hence the name Southern Juice, I guess. So um, had a great week last week. Uh, good sports this weekend, and um, glad to be uh, talking to you all this Monday evening. Sounds good. Shay, what's going on, man? You had, you had some company in this weekend, so you, you weren't beer drinking, you were wine hopping. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we did uh, Willamette Wineries yesterday. We hit about uh, hit about five or six wineries, my favorite being Pinner Ash. Uh, you guys know Oregon is really big, and the Willamette Valley is really big as far as their Pinot Noirs. Uh, Pinner Ash, Erath, Tory Moore, Adelsheim. Uh, we hit a, hit a good bit of wineries yesterday, so today is once again water for me. I feel bad. I feel like it's water every time I report what I'm drinking. So. <laughs> you just have more fun than we do. That's all. <laughs> well, Todd and I are drinking water too. We just haven't flavored with barley and hops. So, yeah, right. yeah I'm drinking a little little hop hash session IPA out of uh, Sweetwater Brewing Company down in in the in the four two zero area. Four, so four 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 right. But um, hey, guys, let's let's talk big events. One of them happening over in Europe. Uh, it's a pretty big one. It's in stage 15. It's the Tour de France. Let's just hit this quickly, Bill, so that Dean will let one of our loyal listeners will, will appreciate the fact that it got headlines. Uh, let me just, I'm, I'm going to go to the, the website. Geraint Thomas, Geraint Thomas from Great Britain. He's your, he's your yellow, uh, yellow shirted leader. He's led six, the last six uh, stages. We've got, we got a day off today over in, France, and then there's six races, six legs to Sunday, where they come down the Champs de uh for the champion. So that's our Tour de France report. Anything else to report, guys? I got this. They are going to be in the Pyrenees tomorrow, so it will be well yeah. worth watching. And it's 218 miles. It's not, there's nothing better than those climbs up the hill where every lunatic in Europe is lining the streets and, uh, you know, the, the climb, and they, they give them just enough room to get the bike through. Uh, so that's a, fun, that's a fun part of the race. Is it still um, sponsored by the United States, United States Post Office, the yellow jersey, Sean? Or is that, no. Is that, is that old news? <laughs> I don't think so. It looks like to me, on, I'm on a website, but it's in, Fran- it's in French, but it looks like it's sponsored by a uh, Tissot. Tissot? I'm not sure if that's a car dealership or what. But. So and, and, am, I, am I not remembering that correctly, or is that um, Lance Armstrong? Well, the, 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 the American team. team. Yeah, yeah, the American team gotcha. is sponsored by USPS. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about the bigger event that happened over in Europe, guys. Actually, a little, a little farther north uh, in Scotland, uh, technically not Europe, but to us to us Americans, it is uh, up in up in Scotland, a little bit north of the old course uh, in uh, in in Scotland at the course called Carnoustie was the uh, British Open. Boy, when you talk about some good storylines uh, going into it, we knew there was good storylines. We talked about it last week on the show. Uh, Tiger Woods. You know, 
coming into form, playing with a mallet putter, but he gets his putting gear. Gordon Spieth, defending champion. Uh, a lot of cool stories. Would the weather be good? Would the course be in good shape? Um, bef- why don't we just get to the end, then we can kind of work backwards. Um, first-time Italian champion, Francesco Molinari, wins his first major, the first of any Italian to ever win a major. Um, and he played with, with – Eldrick Woods. So he's only the second player to be playing with Tiger Woods when he won a major um, oh, yeah. since Tiger's been in it. The last one was Y.E. Yang, uh, who defeated him head-to-head. And uh, Francesco made all the putts that Tiger couldn't at the time. And all the – you know, he didn't have he, – he didn't make a bogey on the weekend, Bill. That's a pretty good stat. He didn't miss a meaningful putt on the weekend. How's None. that? I mean, think yeah. about that. I mean, to go 36 holes and not miss a putt that mattered um, is is Tiger-like. That's what something we saw in 2000, yeah. right? Tiger uh, went the entire uh, British Open at St. Andrews in 2000 and never hit a bunker. Um, you know, that kind of – it's, it's that kind of – to go bogey-free uh, at Carnoustie on the weekend with all that pressure. So, I hats off to Francesco. It's cool. I think that's a, that's a great story. First Italian to ever win a major period of any kind. Yeah. So, you know, w- really well done. It wasn't like he backed into it. He, uh, he just workhorsed his way through it. He just kind of kept making pars, kept making pars couple of birdies when he uh, had the chance, and that was, that was all she wrote. Probably the closest one was Constantino Roca, right? When he, yeah. uh, when he three-putted there on 18 at the old course and John Daly ended up winning. Yeah, they went mm. to a playoff, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he yeah, got caught in the valley sin. John Daly gets number two somehow. Exactly. <laughs> John Daly right? has two majors, and, and uh, Ricky Feller has zero. How do you do that? Mm. How's, how's that work, Todd? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Still, still time left. Todd or Shay, what'd you guys think of the, uh, the golf action that you tuned in, uh, whether it was Thursday through Sunday, anything, you know, one of the first things you notice when you watch that course is how brown it was, but every player said it was in perfect condition. Yeah. Um, it, that is kind of weird uh, visually when, when you're looking at it. Um, a lot of blue skies over the weekend um, too, which uh, traditionally, you know, it's windy and, and rainy and they had their share of that, but there's also some, some blue skies. Let's go back to the, the champion player of the year, uh, Molinari. Um, golf's such a, a funny sport. He's had a pretty good July. I would yeah, say. right? <laughs> he's champion of the Quicken Loans in Charlotte, I believe, right? Um, the, the British Open in, in Carnoustie, and I, he was runner-up at the John Deere Classic. Is that in Milwaukee? Am I, am I correct in that? Illinois. Uh, it, was in, yeah, it was in yeah, Davenport, Iowa, I think, is technically where it was, or De Mo- oh. Moline. Yeah, but it was uh, right across the river there. Um, so this, and, and the Quicken, just for reference, Todd, was in, um, uh, in the an app, Maryland. It was in Maryland. not in, Oh, Maryland. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, again, just uh, 35 years old. Yeah, he, he uh, won that one by seven. What's that? He won that one by seven. So yeah, yeah. Just so um, uh, what I love about modern day uh, watching on TV is they'll they'll show Twitter feeds of all the guys. I mean, Sean, well, I'm sure you want to talk about it. The top three players in the world didn't make the cut, um, but we still had such a fantastic leaderboard on Sunday. But um, you showed a lot of guys. They showed a lot of guys on Twitter just saying the best golfer in the world right now, <laughs> not number one ranking, but the guy playing the best golf won the British open. And over the last three, four weeks, you can't argue that he's just on fire. Just, and it's solid. There's nothing spectacular about it. It's just two putting everything, hitting greens and regulation, not yeah. bogey. I mean, he, he, he's doing the things that, you know, when you talk about ball striking, you know, people always say, what does that mean? It means you're just hitting the ball in the club face and you're putting it in the spots so you're aiming it to, to go. Right. And you're, you're just, you're taking out all the trouble, right, Bill. It's just, yeah. You know, you, I think uh, the way to put it is because he, you know, Ben Hogan said this in his book, right? The five fundamentals that, that in a typical round of golf, a, a, a championship level golfer, the best golfers in the world only hit about five or six shots exactly where they were aiming. <laughs> Think wow. about that. Exactly wow. where they were aiming. Now their misses are mi- minuscule, right? John, maybe it's, they were 20 feet left of where they were aiming or they were whatever. Um, you know, the, the, they wanted to the, the drive down a certain side of the fairway and they missed a little bit, but exactly where they were aiming. And he just was uh, on fire. You know, everything, everything was in the, you know, if he, if he missed a green, he was up and down every single time. Yep. Think about that. Or, or if he, and a lot of times they don't, they don't miss greens there, but it, you know, if they're on the front of the green, the pins right. 60 yards back, right. he was so good with his pace. You know, like yeah. I said, he never left himself any 14 footers for par. Um, yes. And, and to, to watch those guys when they're 30, 40 yards off the green and they choose to, to play the putter. Now it oh, helps mm-hmm. at that course because the fairways were running like a nine and a half on the stint meter. And then the greens were running a 10. So you really got that, that pace 
but mm-hmm. that's just a shot bill. It's such a hard shot to hit, at least here in America, right. you know, 20, 30 yards off the green. And those guys do it with ease. It's, it's really fun to watch. I, I played with lots of guys who do that, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll bust a putter out from far away. Well, well I do it because I can't chip. So that's why <laughs> it's going to be a better option for me. So we're going to bring up Tiger, rightfully so. But, um, and, and, you know, Tiger won all his majors by bombing drives, um, making spectacular chips and putts, uh, legendary. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, his philosophy was hit it in the center of the green every time. And I think Molinari, Molinari had a more Jack-like major championship win. Just solid ABC golf, not making many mistakes, not giving any strokes away. Um, didn't even have to take his medicine very often. That's a great expression in golf. When you mess up, take your medicine. Yeah. He, he wasn't in trouble very often. So yeah. what a performance. What did you think of that post-game interview with, uh, with Francesco where he talked about the first people he thanked was his wife, which is a good, good move. Number two, though, he mm-hmm. went to his swing coach, his putting coach, and his performance coach. I've never really heard a golfer talk about a team to that level. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a, a – Speed always talks about his caddy, but that's about it. Yeah, but to have those – you know, that's a, an amazing uh, lineup of people to have because he just felt like he, he, he needed something to go over the hump. And I'd really like to know what the performance coach is all about. What was the middle coach? What was the middle coach? Swing? Uh, chipping, putting. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, swing coach, putting coach, and performance coach. Because a performance, performance more of a life coach, a, like it might, yeah. Trust me, it ain't about losing weight or anything. Because the psychologist probably got right. the yeah. dad bod going on, yeah. But it's probably more <laughs> about more about thinking uh, how you how you think your way through a round, right? And how you uh, let let go of things that are bad, and how you you know kind of stay in the moment and the present. You know, I mean, so many athletes talk about that about being in the zone, which is really just like not even thinking about what you're doing. It's just. You know. Just doing it. Let's yeah. go out to Shay. Shay is kind of as, as the everyman on this on this uh, discussion here. Uh, were you interested in, it or were you more like what? Did, what's Tiger doing? I watched on Sunday. I watched okay. on Sunday. Um, initially, I started off watching Tiger's close to the lead. Let's see what Tiger does. Um, as I watched it on the back nine. Well, yeah. Well, as I watched it, I, I got into it. Like it was exciting. Like, we're making breakfast around the house out here, and I'm like, man, like this is exciting. But one thing that I noticed, you talk about um, a performance coach and psychology in golf, like golf is one of the rare sports where you're not competing against anyone else. You're competing against yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So coming down the back nine, I, I forget if it was 15 or 16 and Molinari is playing with Tiger and you'll mm-hmm. see it, Tiger has a lead and, and he's starting to get in his own head. You can kind of feel it. And then uh, Tiger goes in his backswing and then there's, there's everyone oh, yelling screamed. before. Yeah. And so it's throwing him off his game. But then you see how calm and stoic Malinari's face is throughout the whole thing, like throughout Tiger's Tiger swing when he gets up. You know, everything's just so calm and stoic, and it's like, man, like that's serious concentration right there. Yeah, yeah. he didn't get you know, too high, he didn't get too low. He just kind of even it wasn't until that final hole, right when he made that putt, Sean, that he uh, showed some yeah, emotion. Shows some emotion. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that's how you don't bogey a hole over the thirty-six holes on the weekend. Right. You just you get in that little zone. Um, and it's hard to do, you know, I mean, Jordan Spieth, uh, I did not hear him say this, but based on what I saw on, around the horn today, one of his quotes was he was doing pretty good in the last round until he looked up on the leaderboard and saw that Tiger was in the lead. And he thought, Oh hell, you know, and he started getting like excited that Tiger's in the lead and it took him off his own game. Uh, and Sam he says, well, he does, yeah, he got, yeah. And you know, these guys, you know, they've been acquaintances of Tiger for years, but they never played him in his prime. So they, I think they, they all, you know, it's kind of like people always thought well, I could, I could, I could make it to a round with Tyson. I could make it to a round with Tyson, what? you know, and then people, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I would that. say that, but I've never but, said that, you know, you know, people, Bill say they could hit a, a, you know, they could hit one Randy Johnson pitch or whatever. I think those guys wanted to get in the ring with him, but a couple, couple things, Todd, I, you're right. That the take your medicine. Um, I've lived my career taking my medicine in the golf course, sitting, in the, you know, up here with the big trees in the, in the, uh, Midwest, you know, the, the tree lined garden park, park, uh, courses, two shots that I, that I want to bring to, to your attention and see if you remember these from Sunday. Uh, first one happened early, second round, second hole, Kisner hits in the bunker off the tee on two mm-hmm. and it's middle of the bunker with that big sod face. And he, he, he probably couldn't have got to the green anyway, but he probably tried to take one too many clubs and it hit the top of the sod went up in the air and then came back down one inch from the front of the bunker mm. and now at that point he has to get it out and maybe he doesn't even have a chance to get it out and he does he Go hits backwards a, right he hits maybe about a four foot shot that, that rolls down the hill and makes i think a triple on that hole triple and then, and then tiger gets the bad break off the tee hits it left off the 
bounces off the guy's leg into that kind of lie where he, he should have just taken his medicine, gone to the back of the green, two-putted, got his bogey and got out of there, right? But he tried to hit that big high flop shot. Flop shot, And, yeah. and it just kind of rolled back. It didn't go in the bunker. It could have been even worse. Um, but it was one of those things that I wasn't watching at the time, guys. I was on the golf course. I was watching your, your tweets. And as soon as I saw Todd say, here it is, um, you were basically waiting for that, that bad hole to come along, right? Because he was in the lead at that point. I, I didn't, I don't exactly remember what I said, but uh, I didn't want it to happen. Um, I mean, it's, I'm on tape here saying, Thanks I haven't lot, always Tom. been the, Thanks what's a lot. that? Thanks a lot for I haven't always been, the, I was, really I haven't always been the Tiger fan, right? But I like the Tiger 3.0 or whatever you want to call it, yeah. the new version of Tiger. I love it. Um, so I guess I wasn't saying here it is, but it, it was a defining moment where he had the lead on the back nine of the British Open. And I may have been saying here it is in that, oh my God, is he going to, is he going to win number 15? Right. I mean, what was he through 11 or 12 bill? He, where, on, he, has, the, he had the lead on the tee box on 11. Yeah. I and imagine when I said that here it is was about that. I was certainly yeah. wasn't rooting for him to mess up. And uh, that's where, that's the, that's where the double popped up. And you, you know, um, it's just, it's almost impossible to win a major on a Sunday with a double. It's just, yeah. There's too many, especially and then he, he bogey, bogey the next hole. Then he bogeyed third, uh, 12. Exactly. Look, going into Saturday night, into Sunday morning, um, you had an amazing leaderboard littered with Americans. Um, really, let's, let's be honest, the national media was not really talking about Francesco Molinari as the guy to watch. Um, they were looking at, is this Kisner's time? Does Spieth come back like a true champion and defend? Um, is this the time maybe where Zander Shoffley steps up and shows he's a player? Uh, they were looking at Tiger. I think all look- that stuff happened. You're naming all the stuff that happened. Yeah, I know. But Andrew, what I'm, Andrew, yeah, you're right. What I'm saying is all these people, and and my point is they kind of, and then there was Mon- Molinari was the yeah. other player playing with Tiger. As it turns out, by the end of the round, Rory, Justin, and Francesco, three of the stalwarts of the European team, jumped to the lead and mm-hmm. the Americans kind of slid down. So let's, let's, let's just go through some of those players I named uh, Jordan Spieth. Your thoughts on kind of his, look, he had a bad round. He had a really bad round. He shot what 76, 77 um, and, and fell into a, you know, he was there, he was in the lead, but what were your thoughts on him? And then we'll just kind of go through some of the players that fell off. I'll, I'll jump on bill. Sure. So defendant, defending um, player of the year, open champion. Right. But I still think, and I've read some articles it took him a long time to get over his master's uh, letdown in 16. Um, and although he won last year, they asked him right after his round to, uh, uh, on Sunday and said, hey, what do you feel? And he said, I love where my game is right now. Am I disappointed I shot a 76? Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, tee to green, I feel good. Um, so at least mentally, he's handling uh, maybe the letdown better and looking for the future. I mean, ask any of those guys that are at minus nine. If you'd have told them all they had to do was shoot par and they would win the British Open, I mean, they would probably have called your bluff. And minus eight wins uh, from Molinari. So it was there to be had for those guys at minus nine. They just, you know, the course just ate them up for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I like the – I didn't hear that after round interview. I like that approach from Jordan because, look, that one's yeah. gone. His, his next important major is the next one. And his next he one – happy with it, but he said, hey, I like my and, the state and of look, I like it. I like St. it. St. Louis, if he wins in St. Louis at Reeve, he's got the, the career grand slam. Yeah. So, I mean, it, not only is it the next one for him, it's the next one for him. Like it, it's the next one he needs. Um, so that's, that, that's a good spot. Um, Bill or Shay, any thoughts on, on Jordan? It's not the same player that he was a year ago. Yeah. I, I, I really agree. feel that. I think that there's something, something in his head, something going on, right. That, uh, he's, he, he's very stoic about it, right. He like Todd, he said all the right things. Sound bites are good, but there is something missing. It, it's a short putt, right? You can't hit the short putts anymore. The six well, state footers, right? Yeah, that's not short. Well, I guess well, I'm saying yeah. ten feet. Yeah, because he was a uh, he was just far and away the best putter when he was winning all those majors. Uh, right, right. He's he's it's something in his head, and at twenty, he'll be twenty five on Friday. <laughs> it seems too young for that to be happening, right? If we were gonna if we were gonna going to get odds on the 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 leaders on Sunday morning, Jordan would have been the prohibitive favorite. Kisner probably would have got the second most money. Uh, so let's talk about him next. Uh, Kisner, who's a guy who's, you know, has, has president's cup experience. Uh, he's won some, you know, he, he led the PGA last year going into the final round with JT one. Um, so he, he's been in that lead before. He just hasn't had that breakthrough yet. Um, there's a, there's a long lit, lit litany of people who have had the lead in the last round of a major that haven't won. Yeah. Um, I think this kid's going to win. I like his humbleness. I like his demeanor. Um, How old's this kid? 
I think All he's right. in his thirties. The kid's yeah. been around a little while. He could be late twenties. And, and, and I was gonna say, and I was gonna say, Sean, he's a Georgia boy. I think he's in his thirties. We can do a quick fact check on that. Um, but God, it, it, he reminds me so much of Molinari, except for he's been in the spotlight and hadn't won. So it's almost disadvantage Kistner because Molinari's never. Uh, I may be wrong. I, I don't think he's been in the final round very often. Um, and so he kind of snuck up. Now, now Kistner has some things right on his head saying, dude, I've been in the final group. Yeah. Uh, I haven't won. And I think, I think he's 34. So, um, again, not to jump on your kid, but he's been around a little while, right? Yeah. Um, that's but coming he, from, a, that's coming from an older guy in Ohio. Just yeah, calling him a kid. Man. <laughs> there's got, a lot of kids. Golf wise, right? Golf wise. <laughs> yeah. He's not a kid. He's not a kid. So there's, there's, uh, one thing about Kistner that I always admire, cause you watch him play. He, he's almost got those crazy eyes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He is so intense, so focused on every uh, uh, pre-shot routine where he he looks like he's in another world. Um, so he's definitely he's – got, he's got whatever that thing is that keeps him in the moment. But, you know, you don't you, – he tried to do too much with that bank sod, what do they call it, stack sod wall. It's just uh, – Yeah. You know, and he's a Ryder Cup veteran. I mean, he's, he, he can do good things still. Um, he's going to have to with yeah, Molinari. Right? <laughs> and Rose and, yeah. and McElroy, and so, don't forget Poulter. If they, I'm sure they'll sign him till he dies. So. Yeah, which by the way, he's being interviewed by Faraday on tonight's uh, uh, Faraday show. He's nice. best, one of the best interviews on on television. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, a couple other names: uh, Kucher once again, right there. Zach Johnson, right there. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood flirted with it, uh, Flirt, yeah. kind of just couldn't do anything on Saturday, um, and then couldn't get anything going on Sunday. Um, Want to bring up a name because this is a great story. Uh, Eddie Pepperell, <laughs> leader in the clubhouse for a, for a, almost two hours. And that 500 looked um, good. And his, that looks real good. His 500 looked good. Um, he self-admittedly was not happy with his round on Saturday and went out and tied one on and played Sunday, hung in his own words, hung over, <laughs> uh, and shot a, shot a 67 and held the clubhouse lead for two hours in the British Open. Yep. Um, <laughs> kind of a funny, funny – uh, statement, but any thoughts on good old Eddie Pepperell? Shay's your kind of player, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> My guy. <laughs> now I got a new golfer to root for. Now, I mean, he really is Eddie the Eagle, not the not the not the not the, <laughs> not the jump ski jumper. No, it's the uh, <laughs> it's the golfer <laughs> that, that gets hammered and then comes out and, and shoots the round of his life. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll see. So so right now you're you're you're. Major champions in the house. You got Patrick Reed, you've got Brooks Kepka, and you've got Francesco Molinari. Not exactly three of the most talkative, friendly guys that you you know you'd see yucking up, but um, obviously three deserving champions. Todd, you want to add something? Yeah, I got to mention um, uh, Justin Rose. Right, so uh, it's well known. I'm in my golf pool, so we picked Justin Rose to win this week. Dude drains a 15 foot. Uh, breaker on the what is it 36 hole Friday afternoon yes to to birdie to get in the cut line right then he comes out and shoots a 64 on Saturday and then he is moving at day. minus yeah moving day then he's at minus six in the clubhouse when all this going on ends up tied for second with McElroy and um, help me one other um, one other but what i mean come on what is what a story literally kisner i think came in second. yeah Yeah, just just barely made um barely made the cut line and he ends up tying second unbelievable story yeah kind of a cool finish and you know obviously rory was just hitting the ball a mile he just could not execute you know for every great drive every 420 yard hit shot he hit like he hit on saturday uh he would just put one in a bunker or he would hit one over the green um you know it was just one of those funky funky rounds and he just was good, but not good enough. Right. That's, you know, I, I thought throw this out there one more time as a, as the ultimate tiger, you know, tiger freak. These are the guys that were going to be tiger. Remember we, they were all chatting it up. Rory was unbelievable on fire. Everything was amazing when he won his majors, you know, how, how he d- destroyed the course in the field. Jordan is going to be the next tiger there. We are not going to see a next tiger. I'm going to tell you that right now. Nobody's yeah, I, gonna I, what tiger did from 2000 to 2008. Nobody. I totally agree. We'll, we'll never yeah, see it again. We'll never see it. But I think this core of, of quote unquote young guns is is better than the uh, Tiger core. I mean, there was Tiger and Phil, but you have Rory, Jason Spieth, Jason yeah. Day. And why are um, they all here, Todd? Because of Tiger. The Tiger effect, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, he created. And, and I totally agree with you. By the way, no one will ever make the run that Tiger made. No, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. 
And those guys love that he was relevant this weekend. I oh my gosh, they they can't they they hope it's their hero, right? They're they hero. want them in the mix. They want to have them in the mix. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. You know what's crazy is let's say you gave eight players, you picked eight players, Todd, in that little young guns group, and you said we're going to give you all five wins on PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. That that group then would have one more win than Tiger by himself. <laughs> you know? Wow. You know? No, how many? It, it, no, it, I'm sorry. It'd be, it'd be 16. It'd be 16. Yeah. You've got to give five. 16 players five wins. I mean, yeah. we, we, we've talked about it uh, probably a year ago, but uh, YouTube, the PGA commercial, where I'm Matt Kuchar. I have three PGA, PGA Tour wins, and I'm just paraphrasing. And it gets all the way to Phil, who goes, I'm Phil Mickelson. I have 38 PGA Tour wins. I think it's in the 40s now. But, yeah. And then it goes, I'm Tiger. I have 90-something PGA Tour wins, 100-something, whatever it is. 79, he, yeah. He, do, he dominates. It, it's yeah, it is good. And, you know, and, and they did that. That um, I, I, Bill, I think I told you about it where they had um, all the stars looking at Tiger's numbers, you know, and Federer yeah. and all those guys, and they're just like, that's unbelievable. Like, yeah, that's how you it do doesn't, that. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Um, so we got two tournaments. Bridgestone, here's, here's the kind of the good news for Tiger. His finish – Moves him to 50th yeah. on the world golf rankings, which so qualifies, gets right? him into Bridgestone, uh, which where he's won, won how eight, many times? eight times. Eight Isn't times. RBC uh, this week, Sean? His, uh, yes, Canadian, Canadian, Canadian Open, yeah. Open, and then they come down to Akron, um, and Ryan is, is hounding me to get tickets. Um, <laughs> come on, Dad. Come on, listen, Dad. Listen, come on, I, Dad. I think Tiger's probably in a spot where he, he – didn't look, he wants to win. Uh, you know, he, he talked about his kids after the, after the round. Yeah. Um, he says, he says, I hope they're as proud of me as I feel of myself, you know, and, but his kids have never seen him win, you know, and you, and, mi- you missed it, Sean. There was hugs with his kids afterwards. You were at yeah. the golf course. Um, and they were saying that on TV going, wow, we've never seen, you know, Tiger yeah. embrace. Uh, he, his kids got to follow him that final round. And watch they followed him the whole weekend. Yep. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's cool. I love that. <laughs> that's cool. Yep. Charlie yeah. and Sam, right? Yes, that's, yes, that's exactly right. So, yeah. yeah, so we got the RBC in Canada, then we got the Bridgestone, and then we go to our final major of the year. Uh, it's going to be a very, very hot one. St. Louis, Bell Reef, Nick Price was the last winner there. Uh, Parkland-style course, tight. Uh, going to play very long, though. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Tiger can can uh, keep the driver out of his hands and uh, or figure out a way to do it. Um, I think it's got to favor someone like a DJ, uh, a Rory, uh, Brooks. Um, but Jordan we'll see. a long way, too. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. JT hits a long way. A lot of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe this is the one where Todd will pick Ricky. Maybe. Maybe Todd. <laughs> I hopped on that bill train about a year and a half ago, and I'm still on it. <laughs> right? All right. Let's, let's talk some baseball. Uh, breaking news. Um, this is uh, out for the season. Tim Tebow broke a bone in his hand and is out for the season. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> if I, there's, this is where I take my earbuds and slam them to the ground <laughs> and throw them off the set. Are you going to talk about that guy again? Just oh, had it. Bill, it's not going away, Bill. Dude, yeah, it yes. is. Yeah, it is going to go away. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk major leagues. Uh, update. Really, no, no big changes in the in the division leaders. Boston and Cleveland are really starting to to expand that that take. Todd, do you want to get in on something? God, you guys must have been in connect. You're not talking about the big trade that happened. The I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm getting that. That's next. Okay, good. 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 Sorry. Patient. Patience, grasshopper. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let off with that, but it's your show. Houston. Houston leading in the West. <laughs> Uh, in the in the uh, National League, Philadelphia, Chicago Clubs back uh, kind of in their spot that they kind of everybody expected them to get to finally, and then the yeah. Dodgers. Bill, you 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 warned us patience with those guys. Yeah. Uh, and 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 now, Todd, Go a trade a, a trade happened to make the Dodgers even stronger. Uh, Bill, why don't you walk us through that trade because you were at Inman Connect working a side computer with all your rotisserie league trades. The biggest trade probably that people were expecting to happen happened, and that's Manny Machado to the Dodgers. Yeah, so um, for a whole bunch of talent, right? I, I mean, that's uh, exactly what the Orioles needed. They, you know, they, they're in rebuild. Selling out. Yeah. yeah, they had to. They had to do it um, uh, because as good as Machado is, without it's not just one guy in baseball. It's a team, and so uh, I'm sure it sucks to be a fan of the uh, of the Orioles right now because you lost someone who was you know a lot of fun to watch. And they're going to watch him for years and <laughs> have a great time over <laughs> the National League. Because the Dodgers have got the money, too. I don't think it's a rental. They're going to, they're going to re-sign him so, um, to a long-term deal. Amazing player. Yeah. And, you know, that, the mold of that. I'll, I'll go, uh, you know, A-Rod, right? A six-foot-four, I think, shortstop mm-hmm. with all that power and, and mm-hmm. all those tools. That's just 
you know, if you think about it, shortstop, when I was growing up, shortstops weren't big. You know, they're they short. Were, they were, yeah. <laughs> it's, right? it's in the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. With the short the tip with a good glove at shortstop. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but, but I remember A-Rod was like the first guy that, of that big, you know, that kind wasn't of. Wasn't Cal Ripken pretty, pretty Cal big? Cal was good size. Yeah. I don't think he was 6'4". Yeah. He wasn't as nimble and as athletic though as. as right. No. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch. It's, um, you know. Trade, de- trade deadline's eight days away. Probably the other big names, uh, top, or Bill, one guy in your backyard, Chris Archer. Yeah. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of rumor that he might go, although he's got a pretty high ERA um, but uh, and a $27.7 million contract. So I think that's why they're saying he might be traded because his contract's pretty pretty yeah. likable. Yeah, and there's lots of young guns in the Rays' uh, bullpen. Blake Snell's been amazing. He did get into the All-Star game after my ranting last week. So that, <laughs> well done. Well he, done. He, he, yeah, they, <laughs> he replaced somebody. So Did he wear a stare-down sticker on his hat or anything? Uh, I, yeah, you, you might not have noticed it, but it was a real small <laughs> in the back. You know, yeah. It wasn't, for, it wasn't for small on his helmet. It was stare down, yeah. Hey, you, you guys are in San Francisco going back to Manny. Um, I think I, I shared a retweet on, on Twitter. Did you see the video of Alex Wood and um, who's uh, Justin, the, the, the red beard? The, um, Justin Turner? Justin yeah, Turner. Justin Turner. They were on a boat literally fishing together. And they, and they took a video of them getting the news of they got Machado. And they're like, oh, my God, we got Manny. We got Manny. And they start going crazy on the boat. Oh, now, it did not look staged. It really looked authentic. But I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Look, there have been a lot of boat mishaps in baseball. I just wanted to pay attention. Oh, to yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Well, and it wasn't, a good, it, boys. it wasn't as good of a boat video as the guy from the uh, Giants last year, right, with his Uggs on and the uh... – that Odell Beckham Jr. or something like that, or whoever that's was that. when yeah. he was supposed before the playoff game. That one, yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Odell, Odell on the boat down south. So another big, big trade happened. Shay, let's bring you in. Uh, somebody from uh, San Antonio is not heading to the Lakers. He's mm. heading about as far away from the Lakers as not he can go. To the <laughs> not like a whole other country the away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Shay, why don't you talk to us about what Kawhi Leonard's. Uh, life looks like all of a sudden so Kawhi Leonard ends up in uh as a Toronto Raptor and in exchange for DeMar DeRozan and Mm. um geez it slips me uh the other big guy that they got there uh Yaka Pertle there um Greg Popovich man he's a master it was at the tip of my tongue Mm -hmm. (laughs) Greg Popovich is a mastermind so Greg Popovich even though Kawhi comes out and says he wants to play for the Lakers, Greg Popovich doesn't talk to another Western Conference team about making this trade. <laughs> he says, if you're going, you've got to go east. I don't want to play you again. You've got to go east. So Toronto takes a chance on uh, takes a chance on Kawhi, and they get Danny Green as well. I'm sorry. Uh, so Kawhi and Danny Green, and hopefully it'll make Toronto better. We still don't know how healthy Kawhi is. Um, but I think Toronto gets a steal. They get a they get a great player in DeRozan who has an awesome mid range game, and he should fit into that San Antonio system. Well, you're high in Toronto anyway, right, Jay? I mean, you think they're they're a good good nucleus, good up and coming squad. Um, well, yeah. So my right. thing on Toronto was after the after getting swept by the Cavs again, I felt like Toronto needed to mix things up. They needed, but they were cap strong the same way that the Blazers are out here. They don't have any room to make a move. Uh, they just signed DeRozan uh, to a contract two years ago. They signed Cal Lowry last year, and so they don't really have much money. So they had to get rid of one of those guys. So you've got rid of your coach, and which was the coach of the year, and Dwayne Casey, and now you're able to, even if you're not able to retain Kawhi, by getting DeRozan off your books, at least you have cap space to rebuild after next year. Yeah. And so, like, Sean, I like what you said about it. We were talking about the trade up in San Francisco, and you said – it's like Popovich shipped him off to Siberia. <laughs> it's just like, a, have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Pop, Pop kind of reminds me of Smithers from The Simpsons. Smithers? <laughs> Release the hounds. You know, like, like I'll, I'll see you in Toronto. Oh, that's Montgomery, you know? isn't it? Not, what's yeah, it? I was say, Smithers is a sidekick. Uh, Montgomery yeah. Burns, yes. Yeah, yeah, Montgomery, Montgomery Burns. Burns. Mr. Burns, yes. Yeah. Um, that's so, well, and I, mean, I, saw, I saw Gordon Hayward was, was on video shooting today. Uh, <sighs> do you see that? He's still bummed that girl. That's all I know. So. He's still what? Oh, yeah. Bummed about Bummed he's having a daughter. I'm kidding. <laughs> a third daughter. Not, That's daughter. right. A third daughter. <laughs> yeah. cut, the guy, cut the guy some slack. 
Ah, I'm teasing. Um, as, and, and you know what? This is so underrated what Pop did. He's like, even when he traded him to the best East team, you, you only have to face him in the finals. If you t- trade him to the West, there's a chance you're going to face them uh, on any given playoff round. So sure. I love that he held firm. And, and Kawhi comes to San Antonio one time. <laughs> now, Shay, if, I, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Lakers went out to another garage sale and picked somebody else up. Who else did they pick oh. up this week that they added to the, uh, the land of misfits? He's not just anybody. Okay? So the Lakers go out and they, they get Michael Beasley, who's just another locker room cancer. Island of Lost Boys or Island of He was boys. formerly the number two pick in the draft. So Out of Kansas State. Pick. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Did you know Tebow was the first round draft pick in the NFL? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but there was, uh, there was some more NBA news that happened. Bill, you week. joke about somebody who has a direct hotline to God. I would not do that. <laughs> I would not do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tim's listening. Yeah. I don't think he God might, is either. <laughs> not to us. <laughs> he, he might be. He might be. Tebow might be listening. He's, he's done with the season now, so he might be looking for some sports podcasts to pick up. Uh, uh, maybe. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, That's all right. That's all right. So any other NBA news? Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got two more big two more big things happen this week. Uh, Oklahoma City trades Carmelo Anthony to the Atlanta Hawks. Yep but he'll never play a day in Atlanta. Atlanta pretty much buys out his contract, releases him, and Carmelo signed today with the Houston Rockets. Ooh, okay. All so right. Carmelo's now a Rocket. Um, so is Dennis he Schroeder le- league minimum, trade. or what did he do? 2.4 mil for one year. Okay. But the kicker is he's still getting paid $27 million from the Hawks just to release him. So, so he'll he, still land. Can he be a role player, Shay? Can he be a role player? Oh, I think you'll have to. But yeah, I think I mean, it's a good system. Do it mentally? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. it's a good system for Carmelo. When Carmelo – I say the last three years when Carmelo was at his best was Olympic <laughs> Carmelo. So Olympic Melo basically was a veteran, kind of veteran mentor type leader on the on the team and just stand in the corner and shoot threes. And so you're dealing with D'Antoni's system where all they ask you to do is shoot threes and D'Antoni's never coached defense a day in his life. Right. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> I, I was in Phoenix for those years. Bessie, you see that in Phoenix, Bill? <laughs> oh, I saw it. Yeah, big time. A lot of How old is Melo? You know, That's I don't know. Melo and LeBron came in the same year. But, but LeBron was young, time. though. Yeah, so yeah. he's yeah. probably 34, maybe 35. Yeah, because Melo was only at Syracuse for one year, so Melo was That's only right. a year older than – Was he one and done? Okay. Yeah, he got yeah. that championship and he was gone. Right? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Dwight, Dwight, I believe, went to Washington. Is that right? Dwight's a wizard Correct. now. Yep. Dwight Howard is a wizard. How many teams has that guy played for? As good as he is. I believe this is eight. No, I think it's the sixth or seventh, right? Wow. Maybe, yeah. Orlando, then, then Los Angeles, then Houston, then Atlanta, then Charlotte, then wow. Wizards. So that's that's wow. sell me on Dwight. Is he I'm just a magic fan. Is he kind of his career, not a bad career, but not living up to what he maybe thought, or am I am I misreading that? I think a couple episodes ago, Shay called him one of the top centers of our generation. Is that right? Or was I misquoting I mean, you? Yeah, I, I didn't say the top of our generation, but Dwight Dwight has all the physical tools, but he doesn't right. have the tools between his ears. Uh, I think that's always been the deal with Dwight. Careful, he um, might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> we, love, we love Dwight. But. Here's a question, though, because Shay is a kid, all, all things considered, compared mm-hmm. to me and Bill. Is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar your generation, or would you consider him older? He's definitely a generation before me. I've See, seen that, Kareem, but I never saw Kareem in his prime. I mean, like okay. uh, Hakeem, Hakeem Olajuwon, that would count, right? That's, I, I count that's young. That's like, yeah. You count Hakeem in yours? I count Hakeem in my generation. So you David Robinson, five? Shaq. Five? Who are the other big guys that you're counting? Pat, Patrick Ewing? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can count. I, I've never been a line. Ewing fan, though. I, I, I take Shaq over Ewing. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But Shay, when you you were too little, uh, 1984 NCAA championship, Michael Graham and Patrick Ewing were, t- and then Dikembe Mutombo, that was a beast lineup by Georgetown. That was a Patrick Ewing was a beast of a player. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. So so wow, it's, it's like this whole Tim Tebow thing working back. You're telling me he was like phen- phenomenal in college, but just not quite the same and couldn't get over the hump in the pro. I'm just, I didn't say he wasn't over the pros. He was He was a very serviceable center in the pros. He played for years. And Never won a championship. I know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the world is littered with him. You may not like him, but he was legit. Yeah. yeah, he was legit. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, all right, Shay. So, so Dwight Howard, I, I think I stepped on Todd's question. Where does he 
what what will his career at the end be be looked What's at? his legacy? Is he a B plus legacy? Is he a is he a Hall of Famer? No, I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. I I, I think a B plus is a stretch on Dwight. Yeah, but the young Dwight. This is the thing. Dwight led a Magic team to the NBA Finals mm-hmm. by himself. They had nothing there when Dwight took them to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I think he fizzled early. The potential is there, but I, well, we got sidetracked. Yes. <laughs> by the way, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony's thirty-four, so that's okay. the magic number tonight. Thirty-four. Yep. And so, any other? He wears thirty-four too, didn't? Because he wore thirty-two. No, I don't know. Look yeah. up a shirt. Carmelo- <laughs> Keep talking, <laughs> Shay. Shay, you hit on Carmelo. Was there another uh, thing I missed? Well, in the Carmelo so trade, two. the Hawks, the Hawks and uh, send Dennis Schroeder to Oklahoma City. Right. So that's he's, just he's another the, guard for Oklahoma City. Yeah, he's the guy with his white in his hair. Right, a little, he'll, he'll back yeah, up. the blonde uh, patch. The blonde yeah. patch, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, any news in the NFL? Anyone see anything happen in the NFL? I, don't, I didn't, so I'm just checking to see if I maybe missed anything. Preseason uh, starts in a week and a half. Sad two. news. I, th- I saw Tony Sperano died yesterday. Wow. Yeah, true. Yeah, coached four years with the Dolphins. Coach with a, had a had a cup of coffee with the late with the uh, Raiders. Um, I did see kind of a funny viral video. Did you see John Gruden talking to the fa- the, the the Raiders fans at that bar outside of Oakland? Shay, did you see that West? It, it might have made your news more than the. So so Gruden met up with at like some Raider. Uh, fan club place and gets on the mic and they start chanting Chucky, Chucky. And it was, it was so funny. It was such a, it was like a very high schoolish pep talk. Um, but he was just like, man, these fans are great. I mean, I just, if they can just hang with us and, you know, it was, it was just fun to see and uh, starting to see some, some conversations uh, about football happening. Um, yep. So let's finish with college football. Have kind of a uh, SEC media days was last week, ACC media days this week going on. You're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of hype about you know the no surprise here's here's who's favored in the SEC Alabama and Georgia get out mm-hmm. of here probably not a surprise and in uh, in Clemson uh, in the ACC it's Clemson um, so really no surprise there uh, I believe the Big Ten media days happen in a couple weeks in Chicago um, and then we'll start seeing some of the other um, conferences uh, probably the other other ones of notable would be the Pac twelve and the and the Big Twelve um, so. Other than that, are we missing anything else, Bill? Tennis is in a is in a two week run until uh, the mid mid August before the U.S. Open starts, or is that it's later September? in August? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's late August it starts, so they're uh, they're in the run up to it now. A lot they're called U.S. Open events or something. Uh, they're here. Everyone's here in the states, all playing hard court. Getting yeah, ready. I know they'll get they'll, they'll be the ATP championships in Cincinnati. Yeah, um, what will happen in a couple <laughs> weeks? Um, any other sports activity you guys saw? Yes, rugby Bill. sevens. At, yes, at, at, AT&T Park. AT&T Park. So I watched uh, um, the women's final yesterday and both men's semifinals missed the – I was out last night, so I missed the, uh, the men's final. I'm sure the New Zealand Blacks won. But I'm not a big rugby guy, uh, but it was, it was pretty exciting to watch. And, yeah. and you quickly pick up the rules. Um, anybody else watch any of it? I saw, I saw the Americans were playing Scotland, and they were up uh, 21-0. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching morely just to see how they uh, were playing on, on – the field and they yeah. turfed in the infield. Um, but it looked to be in pretty decent shape. I mean, they weren't, yep. it wasn't big patches and it was in, looked to be in great shape. And yeah. And there, and you think about it, they, um, I've, I've talked, you know, so I've worked with a rugby player, um, and I had long conversations about how they tackle and how they, uh, how they play that game. And it's really, you, there's very few injuries. You would expect so much more, right. Other than a broken nose cause they bumped heads, but you don't see uh, shredded ligaments and all this stuff. Right. They, 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 there's a certain way they tackle. You're not allowed to use your body weight. You drag somebody down. It's, and it's, and it's all in literally all in good fun because after every single rug, rugby match, especially at the club level, when you're playing around with your buddies, they drink, every, their, they drink beer together. together. <laughs> yeah. Every single, no matter what you did on the field, it's forgiven and you move on. I mean, that's pretty cool, but I'd never play. <laughs> it looks well, well Lou Holt said about two, three years ago when maybe more, when this concussion stuff came to light, he said, if you want to eliminate concussions and neck injuries, take helmets take off, face masks yeah. off, right? That's all you got to do. You're right. Yeah, because yeah, so yeah, you watch. I mean, they they they, they don't. Um, they just they just tackle. They don't right. try to destroy somebody and run through somebody. They just tackle. It's pretty interesting. I saw a video over the weekend. It was on Twitter, and uh, if you just type in on on Google, little kid playing rugby, 
the mm-hmm. first uh, the first video that comes up is this this kid's just a beast. He's like this little Samoan kid, and he's like knocking kids back nine feet uh, as he. And it, I mean, it, the kids were just like running with him, not even trying to tackle him. <laughs> and it's it's funny. It's just like a highlight reel, and you, you got to think all the other players' moms are like, "He's too old. He's too big." Uh, but you're right, Bill. It is funny how they they you know no one blindsides anybody. It's just a it's a well choreographed game. Nobody yeah. goes low at knees. There's no yeah, no one's right. ever diving at anybody. Everything's you grab them. You, yeah, you know, you have to grab and really they're just they're just setting moving picks. There's really no yeah. blocking. No, no. Uh, they're just sort of setting moving. Yeah. And then moving the ball the other way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. If if you guys ever get a chance to go to Las Vegas, like you need another reason to go to Vegas. <laughs> Second weekend in March. They do the rugby, the international rugby sevens there in Vegas. It's a huge men's and women's international rugby tournament. Mm. It's also some of the lesser college basketball conference tournaments going on at the same time. Ah. Great time to go to Vegas. Great time yeah. to go to Vegas. <laughs> it's in the sports book. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. you get to see all these guys come back from the sevens, and all they want to do is drink, and you get supporters from all these different countries, and they're all drinking, and they're actually partying with the players. Together. And then they'll go yeah, and play a rugby, rugby match cool. the next day. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. And that watch for cool. the English team. Eddie Pepper will be there drinking with them. Uh, <laughs> so stay tuned next week to the uh, start out because Bill's going to talk cricket. Okay, go okay. ahead. Okay. Right. Todd, you, you want to get something in? Yeah, not this Friday, not next Friday, but I guess it would be in three Fridays. Guess what? EPL is back, baby. <laughs> I saw that. In, in Manchester. Manchester United will be uh, hosting Leicester City. And kick off. Uh, there's off. a ton. There's a ton of soccer going on right now, though. We saw. I saw Liverpool playing yesterday. I think. Uh, in so the, it's in the the, the Champions National. Classic. They call. Yeah. And so I think everyone in the that made the finals of the respected respected tournaments. Um, maybe it's the top four of every league. Yeah. There, it's but that's definitely more exhibition. You, yeah. You see a lot of a lot of uh, guys. Playing there's the there's no trophy. Oh sure, there's a trophy. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's money. You told me it's right? all about the trophy for years now, Todd. So. Oh, absolutely. But uh, riding the high of the uh, World Cup, um, yeah. EPL's back in in less than three weeks. So that's pretty pretty exciting. That's awesome. Well, let's let's call it a wrap, guys. It's a Monday night show because we have busy weekends. Uh, that way, Bill can get some editing done. Uh, let's start with you, Bill. What's coming up this week? Uh, who do you got on the real estate sessions? Episode one fifty one. Uh, party 151 I was going to say <laughs> is uh, Jay Lupke out of North Carolina boy Good kid 24 yeah. years old Sean this kid's 24 been in real estate since he was 17 is that old in real estate or, no. or young that's, <laughs> that's really young it's not sports it's not sports 50, 54 is the uh, median age yep. <laughs> or the average 20, age 24 and he's going to he's going right? to do things in his career he's a lot of fun so he's our and then he's I, already done some cool things he's working with yeah. one of the biggest one of the biggest Mark teams Spain, Mark Spain real estate right yeah one of the biggest teams in the in the real estate uh, space yeah uh, so out, out of Raleigh he's amazing and then uh, just so you know my interviews for this week I, I shared I leaked one to you already but uh, I'm I'm interviewing Tiffany McQuaid Going down to Naples, and I'll be talking to her. Uh, we had dinner with her in uh, um, San Francisco. And then, you know, I, I, this is going to be a fun one, but the, uh, the, the founder and CEO of EXP Realty, one of the companies that is disrupting and causing a whole lot of havoc in our industry, Glenn yeah. Sanford, I'll be interviewing him on Thursday afternoon. That's a good so, score, man. That's a really yeah, good score. He's uh, one of the up-and-comers, and, uh, boy, you, you oh. get that uh, – you get that – uh, that podcast out in the, in the social stream and you might get some good listens on that. Much like yeah. Gary, well, Gary Keller got some, uh, audience members at, at Inman, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, That's my week. Good, man. Shay, what's going on with you, man? Are you uh, in town or are you up to Seattle again? No, I'm in town this week. Um, looking forward to this weekend is the 35th annual Oregon brew fest is actually the longest running craft brew festival in the country. So, um, calm there, down there. boys. You, you got them all fired up. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, they're uh, they're Love they're it. forecasting seventy thousand people. What wow. seventy thousand people uh, over the weekend? It's it's a really cool festival because it's right on the Willamette River, and then you look to the you look to the west, and you've got the skyline of Portland. And you look to the east, and you get Mount Hood. In the east, it's just a really cool festival. About eighty different breweries going to be represented. Boy, talk about Uber surge pricing for that one, right? Uh, <laughs> the crowd and the alcohol. Uh, that's going to be a great weekend to be an Uber driver. Hey, Sean, we, we had a shout out Wendy Thatcher, right? So Wendy was with us uh, one of the nights. She's from Portland. Yes. And a craft beer drinker herself. So, you know, if, if Wendy catches this episode, enjoy yourself, Wendy. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. And before, before I get to Todd, Bill, we also give a, give a shout out to all of our people that came to our podcast lunch. 
yeah. if any of them, if any of them uh, check it out. A special big thanks to Mike Parker who picked up the tab. Very, very nice of Mike from uh, uh, in Florence, Kentucky. So yeah, perfect. Really appreciate, it was a lot of fun. We, just so the guys know, we, we sat there with uh, 10 other uh, realtors who wanted to find out about podcasting and uh, enjoyed a lunch at the burger bar on the sixth floor of Macy's overlooking union square and just uh, talked about what we do. It was pretty fun. You guys both got shout outs. So Todd, what's up with you, man? Are you, uh, are you in, in the home office this week or are you out making deals? <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I'm out, I'm out in the doubt. Um, so I'm writing with, gosh, so you, I think I've told you boys, I rep 20 lines, literally manufacturer, I've rep 20 lines, <laughs> all things, doors and hardware. Um, so I got a lot of bosses, a lot of, one main boss, but a lot of bosses. So one of my bosses is coming to town this week. His name's Tyler Baker. He is a, Lives in Nashville now, but a legit Steelers fan, born and raised in Pittsburgh. Not a, not a poser Steelers fan, a legit one. Um, <laughs> so easy to needle. Um, he gets really fired up about Pitts, all things Pittsburgh. So uh, going to travel with him this week. Um, and gosh, I think I, I don't think I've told you this. He's like twenty nine. It's it's unbelievable. Wow. Um, I always tell him like. Just don't tell people how old you are because you're too young to be the boss, but uh, an up and comer and uh, my company saw his talent and uh, more than happy to ride with him. So yes, to answer your question, I'll be riding out the belt, um, selling all things uh, door accessories this week. So if you're bored, look at a door, you see the lock, the closer, maybe next to the device. But if you nice, notice man. there's kick plates, there's uh, silencers, there's weather stripping, there's a lot to a door. So it's all things accessories this week. I'm pretty. Be- I'm pretty sure you can handle it, Todd. Just, oh. uh, just, <laughs> just, just don't be a knob, right? It it hinges oh, on you. Oh, it hinges on you. <laughs> good. Hey, good. they don't call it easy wear, Sean. It's hardware. It's it's hardware. There you go, man. I love it, uh, Todd. Seriously, uh, uh, when you go out with Tyler, uh, say yins a lot and put your French fries right on your hamburger. Uh, that's how they do really? in Pittsburgh. They, that's they a trick. Their, that's a trick. It's called, right. it's called a Pramonti. Yeah, they put their the sandwich with the with the with the French fries right on the sandwich. Nice. All right. Um, All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Enough. Yep. Pittsburgh, not, not exactly the healthiest city in the world. Um, yes, but that'll be fun. Uh, good luck. Good luck with the sales and the, and the relationship building. Uh, for me guys, uh, it's a, uh, in town all week, but I'm out with, I uh, got some in town clients, Todd, a, a fellow graduate of the university of Florida coming in, uh, referred by another fellow graduate of the university of Florida who I helped sell earlier last year. Uh, her sister and brother-in-law is coming in and, uh, going to be selling them a house. And then um, we have our Upper Arlington Golden Bear Amateur uh, force, uh, Scramble, Bill. It's a fundraiser for Ryan's golf team. Uh, he's got – he's basically uh, – one week from today, he starts uh, tryouts, August wow. 1. So nice. one week from tomorrow. So he's in the home stretch uh, playing some good golf um, and uh, ready for the season. So, guys, fun week. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. It always seems like this week going out, out of a major that we don't want to much to talk about. But I'm sure next Sunday when we gather, uh, there'll be something in the sports world that will pop up. Hopefully, it's good news. Uh, but you never know what it'll bring. But so it's always fun to chat with you guys. On behalf of Todd and Bill and Shay, I'm Sean Carpenter, and thanks for listening to the Stare Down.